today's episode, I'm very excited to share a powerful strategy I've been using to increase my energy and focus. It's free and most of us already do it every day. I'm talking about showering. If you're curious about how showering could boost your focus and how to try it for yourself, stay tuned. Seeing in a new kind of way, the type of day I mean it, I could do anything. I see you from up here toward the ceiling more spacious. Got me daydreaming of a way I could stay here. Hey. Hello, fellow divergents, and welcome to another episode of Attention Please, the podcast about everything ADHD, and I am your host, DC. Welcome back. Welcome back. I don't really have a lot to say up front. I'm just going to get into today's episode and just dive on in. Today, I'll discuss contrast showers, what they are, how they can help you fight nagging ADHD symptoms like poor focus or low energy. What are contrast showers anyway? Contrast showers are also known as hydrotherapy, involve alternating between hot and cold water during a single shower session. And typically this means starting with warm water or hot water, switching to cold water, and repeating this cycle a few times. The hot and cold phases can vary in duration, but are often around one to three minutes each. Most people love a nice warm shower. I like my showers to be as hot as I can stand it, but cold showers? Only a few people are really excited about being cold. Before some of you tune out of this topic, I'll describe the benefits of hot water and cold water for the body and the science behind why it's good for you. Then I'll talk about how to take effective contrast showers. Benefits of hot water for the body. It's not a foreign concept. Heat can be good for you. Anyone who suffers from body aches, sports injuries, or whatever has probably used a heating pad taken a hot bath or used a device of some sort that gets hot and relaxes a part of your body. If not to ease discomfort, people love to rest under a heated blanket. Humans may not be cold-blooded, but we love warmth when it comes to weather, food, beverages. Part of the reason might be because hot water has several scientifically supported benefits for the body. Hot water helps muscles relax by increasing blood flow and reducing muscle tension. It can be beneficial for post-exercise recovery, alleviate minor aches and pains by reducing muscle soreness and stiffness. Why does heat provide benefits like the ones I just mentioned? Well, in short, improve circulation. Warm water dilates blood vessels, increasing circulation and potentially lowering blood pressure. Likewise, it reduces stress. Hot water can promote relaxation and reduce stress by calming the nervous system. So a little bit more in depth about this, when you get hot, your pores open up and you sweat. And similarly, when your internal body temperature increases, your capillaries also expand, allowing blood to circulate to areas of the body where it doesn't normally flow so well. This is called vasodilation, which is a fancy term that means your vascular system is dilated. Tiny capillaries and areas that are, again, harder, harder for your blood to reach, they dilate, they open up. And this delivers more oxygen and nutrients to tissues and organs. But that's not all. Relaxation and stress reduction come from the release of endorphins and reduction of stress hormones. 
I've talked about the nervous system and hormones and how they relate directly to ADHD on previous episodes. And by now, if you've been listening, you should kind of have a grasp on the fact that attention deficit disorder is mostly chemical. So heat stimulates the release of endorphins, the body's natural feel-good chemicals and hormones, and endorphins act as neurotransmitters to reduce pain reception, to reduce pain perception and trigger positive feelings. Also, the release of endorphins can cause mild euphoria and a sense of well-being. But wait, there's more. Exposure to hot water is also associated with the decrease in levels of stress hormones such as cortisol. Cortisol is a hormone released in response to stress and its reduction can contribute to more relaxed states. This has to do with activating your parasympathetic nervous system. I'm sure someone listening to this has experienced this for themselves. You tend to feel more relaxed and comfortable after a hot bath, shower, or a few minutes in the sauna, and now you know why. If you have a gym membership at a place that has a sauna, like for me, it's, it's part of my workout. This is a part of my workout that I actually look forward to the most. I've actually fallen asleep in the sauna before. I'm sure that's not healthy. I wouldn't recommend it. But uh, <laughs> even on days that are in between workouts, hitting the sauna boosts recovery time. Hot water, heat of any kind, it's pretty awesome for you. Okay, so now let's talk about the part that everyone might be a little less excited about. Cold, and more particularly, cold showers. After hearing all the benefits of being hot, you might ask, how can cold water even compare? You might be surprised to find out that cold water also offers several scientifically supported benefits. For one, it reduces inflammation. Opposite of the vasodilation offered by heat, cold water constricts blood vessels and reduces blood flow to specific areas, which can help reduce swelling. And this is why if you have a new injury, your doctor will tell you to apply ice to the area before you apply heat. Injuries typically cause swelling, so the heat will only increase the chance of additional swelling. Cold will calm this area down. In science class, you learn that heat expands and cold contracts. It's the same with our bodies. Another thing about cold that's great, improved recovery. After intense exercise, cold water can help reduce muscle soreness and aid in recovery by decreasing lactic acid buildup. And I know this can contradict what I said a minute ago about the sauna being good for muscle recovery. I'm not walking back on my previous statement. The short answer is that cold and heat are beneficial for recovery in different ways. And this will be explained better when we get into the main topic of using both in contrast to one another. Another thing that it does, and this is interesting, enhanced alertness. Exposure to cold water can simulate the release of adrenaline and norepinephrine, leading to increased alertness and improved mood. You remember norepinephrine? I've talked about it before. In the brain, norepinephrine enhances alertness and concentration. It's also involved in regulating attention and focus, influencing cognitive processes. We'll get back to that in a minute. Um, immune system activation is another thing with cold exposure. Uh, cold may stimulate the immune system, potentially improving responsiveness. And now that we know how hot and cold water can affect the body and mind, let's see what happens when you put them together to increase your focus or your relaxation. So taking effective contrast showers for focus because you can do it for relaxation as well and we'll get to that but to use contrast showers for focus you're going to follow these steps you hop into your shower and you start with warm or hot water 
You do this for one to three minutes to relax your muscles and reduce stress. Then you switch to cold water for one to three minutes as well to invigorate your body and boost alertness. And here's a tip that might put your mind at ease. You don't need to turn the water all the way cold. According to a YouTube video I watched about this subject, you don't have to shock yourself with cold water. Actually, shocking yourself can send your body too far into the fight or flight mode. If you're not used to cold water exposure, the water doesn't have to be freezing. A tip that I heard from a doctor that actually, um, I should tag that video in this episode in the description, is that if the water hits you and your first instinct is to constrict and shiver and hyperventilate, hyperventilate, you're, um, it's a little too cold maybe for you. And again, you're gonna wanna ensure that the water temperatures are comfortable, but distinctly different from one another. The transition between hot and cold phases should be brisk, but not abrupt to avoid thermal shock. So to continue taking your uh, cold shower for focus or your contrast shower, you're gonna repeat this entire cycle at least two to three times and end with cold water. The cold is what will leave you feeling refreshed and alert. Finishing with hot will have different effects that may also be beneficial for you fellow ADHDers, and I'm gonna get into that right now. So taking effective contrast showers for not focus, but for relaxation. Say you just finished up a lot of work, you've already been focused, maybe you took a cold shower or a contrast shower finished cold hours ago. You got all the things done that you needed to finish, now you wanna calm down a little bit. If you have the type of brain that keeps you up at night, to use contrast showers for relaxation, you're gonna to wanna to follow these steps. Again, you're gonna begin with warm or hot water for one to three minutes to relax your muscles and soothe your mind. You're gonna to switch to cold water for the second step for one to three minutes to invigorate your body, followed by another round of warm water. And just like in the first type of showers for focus, end this time though with warm water. The transition between hot and cold should be gradual, again, to avoid sudden shock. The part that adds to your relaxation is finishing with warm water. It will leave you feeling relaxed and calm instead of alert and focused. And wait, hold up. You might be thinking, how come it's beneficial to do both? Why can't I just take a cold shower if I wanna focus or take a hot shower if I need to relax? Short answer is you can, but the benefit is enhanced circulation to your brain and other organs. When you're hot, the blood moves around towards the surface of your body. The cold pushes the blood to the center of your body. If you get hot again, the blood comes back towards the surface. And you get cold again, the blood goes back to the center. Repeating this process acts like a pump. Think of your body as a soapy sponge. When a sponge is squeezed, the suds and soap spill out. But to thoroughly remove all the soap, you must repeat this process by, of squeezing and rinsing more than a few times. The sponge is again run underwater and squeezed, and the process is repeated until the sponge is clean and soap-free. Much like soap being rinsed from your sponge, your body uses this pumping action in your blood vessels to remove metabolic waste. Also, transitioning between hot and cold can be a lot easier than just doing one or the other. And really, I mean transitioning from walking around to cold, because getting into a hot shower is not hard. It feels great. But do you want to know my secret for contrast showers? Like if I plan on taking a cold shower, I'd like to get as hot as I can first. I'll have a long, intense workout, or maybe I'll hop into the sauna at the gym, or I'll take a really intense workout directly from the gym floor 
and straight into the sauna. And that way I'll be pretty much begging for cold water by the time I'm ready for it. It's a lot easier than just jumping straight into cold water. If you make it so that you have to cool yourself down, there's a there's very little mental preparation you have to do to brace yourself for that cold impact. So um yeah. Why do I personally use contrast showers? I haven't really talked about that. I've only talked about how to do it, how it works, what's the science and the biomechanics. I guess that's the right word. But why do I, DC, do this personally? What do I get from it? As you know, there's been an Adderall shortage. I take this particular drug daily to manage my ADHD symptoms. The last time I didn't have any for a few days, I had a real wake-up call. I noticed how much I actually depend on this drug to have the energy to do productive things at work um, and focus at home. When I don't have my meds, it's tough to feel alert and focused. Cold showers and contrast showers are just a method that I use, and I actually find it more effective than a lot of supplements that I take um, in the sense of it it gives me that jolt to my nervous system that is equal to stimulant and prescription drugs. And if you've taken Adderall or Focalin or any of these, these uh, meth-adjacent substances, then you know what I'm talking about. I have a lot of supplements that I take. I take Alpha Brain, of course. That's my number one. I um, also like to take Cetacholine and Neurobalance and... There's one that is might be my new one. It's called Brain Awake. I got it from a, a local store. I don't know if they have it online yet, but I'll try to find it. Um, and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. But I take those things and they do help me stay focused, but not motivated. The cold is like that, mm, that, that meth charge. You know? <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Look, if, if you're the daredevil type and you love challenges, and I know us ADHDers are kind of into adrenaline rushes, this is the type of thing that you could get into. And it doesn't seem like it at first, but it's fun. You should try it. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, and one last thing before I get out of here. I really hope some of you try this. And then please let me know how it works for you in the Facebook group. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, there's a new way that you can show appreciation. I work very hard on every episode and blog post for Attention Please and for AbundantADHD.com. That's A-B-N-D-T-ADHD.com. There's so many late nights of research, taking notes, working on this while I'm at work and hoping my boss doesn't see me, waking up and rereading what I wrote the night before and then rewriting it because I realize it makes no sense. Writing, researching, recording, and editing isn't always the easiest type of work for someone with ADHD. That's why coffee, for me, is an essential tool in my arsenal. If you enjoy the show, an easy way to show some love is to head over to buymeacoffee.com and send me one, two, or 300 coffees. I'll release one additional weekly bonus episode for every 10 coffees I get. So if you're interested, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash 80, as in the number 80, 80, HD, like high definition. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash 80 HD. It feels really good to be back on the mic releasing episodes. I was starting to feel like a broken record on some of the previous, like the first episodes. 
basically episodes one through 29, um, just because I kept talking about the problems with ADHD and not solutions. This season, I want to increase the social media interaction, other visual content, and more importantly, I want to actually bring value to people's lives. People who are dealing and suffering with ADHD, who are frustrated and just struggling. I don't want to just articulate why ADHD sucks with fancy scientific words and data. I want to drown us all in positive energy and uplifting solutions. So I want to say thank you so much for sticking with me. I seriously love you guys and couldn't do it without you. Even though I've been on a very long break, I've still been getting followers and supporters. And to me, that shows me that what's going on here is important. People care about it and I care about it. So I'll never stop doing this show unless everybody stops listening. So, all right. So I'll see you next week. Much love. DC out.